April 18th, 2017, it's the Watt from Pedro Show.
Watch from Pedro Show. Hey, brother Matt, it's hey. been a while. Yeah, a long time. I ain't while. seen Welcome you since back. I've been to China. Yeah, I've been around the world. Um, yeah, or at least halfway around that. it. Looking forward to hearing about that. In fact, there's some people on board to help us with that. The two cats who made it possible for me, Tom Raul, to do our first trip to China uh, via the magic of those great software engineers in Estonia, Skype, Skypesters. They so- sold it to Mr. Gates, though, right? We can make Pedro to Shanghai connect with Chach and Gil. Cool. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Ni Hao. Ni Hao. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> So uh, we start off the show with John Coltrane when he was with uh, Thelonious Monk those nine months in between Miles gigs. Uh, off Minor Take Four. And then a uh, brand new album from Round Eye, which both Chach and Gil are members of. A new album, Monster Vision, just came out. And a track, The Cat, The Mouse, and The Dog in Between. Okay. Uh, who, who wants to uh, explain the, their musical uh, journey first? Chach, go ahead. Journey of the band? No, yours. What's your earliest musical memory, Chach? Oh, Christ. Well, <laughs> you know what? The first musical memory that I have of wanting to play music... No, just first exactly music memory, it. like sounds in the house, sounds in the car, sounds oh, in the crib... Okay, so the first the first music memory I had was listening to uh, <laughs> was Ax- the theme song for Axel Foley, that uh, Beverly Hills Cop theme song. <laughs> the Seven Inch. My mom, man, she loved Eddie Murphy, so she just had that going every single day in the eighties. Well, the single. And that's unfortunately, 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 that is my first musical memory. And, and this, and I still have that Seven Inch. It, is this in Dominican? <laughs> Where, where's this at? This is in Miami, the first couple of years after my mom first moved to America. Okay, okay. Yeah, because Chach is a uh, boy, I found out. His first language is Spanish. He's Dominican Republic. Oh, right. Yeah. There's San Pedro and Dominican right, right. Republic. That's right. There is a San Pedro and Dominican Republic. Baseball capital. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> a lot of utility guys, right? A lot of second base yeah, and shortstops. Pitchers. Some pitchers? All right. A lot of the utility guys usually, though. Uh, Dominicans are great <laughs> at that stuff. Okay, so... Uh, was there music in the house? Did anybody, anyone in your family play? Uh, my dad sort of played the guitar, but mostly no, not at all. Like, was uh, there a guitar in the pad? Or... Yeah, it was in the pad. I still have that. It was an acoustic guitar. It was a, it was a brand called Lotus. They don't, they stopped making in the, uh, in the late eighties. Okay, okay. So that's the first guitar, guitar you played. And how did you yeah. get on it? How did you get on it? You did, did he want to show you stuff or? You wanted him to my teach dad, you? My dad, he just tinkered around with it. It was just something that was always kind of there. Yeah. And then eventually I, I got more curious about it. And I, I think I liked the casing that it was in more than the guitar itself. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, do you remember the first song you learned? I think it was, you know, I think it was, uh, it was either the Coca-Cola theme song. <laughs> well, th- things go better with Coke? By Elvis. <laughs> Coke after Coke, didn't the, you know, the Who did a little, actually it was the Ox, but they changed the lyrics to Coke after Coke after Coke after Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But you, you, the Who sell out, right? Yeah, not really. It was a, more of a, I think they actually did it for money. It wasn't part of that record. Oh, 
Or, 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 oh, gotcha. The ox is on there, though. No, no. It's on, a, it's on an earlier record than that. Anyway, not to get sidetracked. Can you remember the first record that you bought? Josh? Did we lose him, Gil? I think that's a no. No, I don't, I don't. I think he's probably probably thinking. Oh, he's thinking. Just thinking about radio. No, no, we lost him. I heard the little sound. It sounds oh, like shit. somebody yanking something out of somebody's yang. So let's go with you, Gil. What's your earliest music memory? You gone too, Gil? Hold on, people. Let's play some music. You're back. Okay. I, sorry for the difficult question, but like, what was the first? <laughs> sorry, sorry for the difficult connection. Okay, what was the first record you bought? Oh man, the first record I bought with my own money was uh, I think it was Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, or it was Smash by The Offspring. Beatles. Like strange. Or Offspring. Yeah, Beatles or Offspring. Right, Orange Spring. County. Or Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Did you do music in school? Uh, I did. In, let's see, in the early days, I studied jazz guitar for about, you know, about, probably about 10 years. And uh, classical piano for 10 years before that. Oh, really? So it took like Start it took when? a long when did you... time for me to get really interested in it. My old jazz guitar player, his name was Dan Lang. He used to play for The Tonight Show. Uh-huh. When Carson when Carson was hosting, sure. and then he retired in Florida, and uh, he was a rhythm jazz teacher, not lead. So I learned a lot of like comp you know, chords, West Montgomery stuff, style. Yeah. Although West Montgomery is very important about bringing soloing in with guitars, actually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. But 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 the, but but the piano. When did you start the piano? I started. I my mom made me start the piano. And I was, you know, I was like ten years old, eleven years old, and okay. it wasn't anything I was really interested to in. But I'm glad she did because sure, sure, you know, forced me along the way in understanding the theory of it. So I got I got into theory well before I got into the aesthetic. Okay, so you didn't really do the garage band thing for it was kind of academic for a little while. Yeah, because in my town where I grew up, there was there were no bands. There was nobody there that did music at a local scale. Wow. You had to go. You had to go an hour and a half, two hours away to something like Gainesville or Orlando to see a band of just local kids playing. Wow! So it was kind yeah, of was, bo- boonies. Yeah, way boonies. I mean, we're talking like you know, sixty-five miles west of uh, Gainesville, right on the Gulf Coast. Wow! Wow! Yeah, you know, I don't think I've played that section. Right Not many there. people have. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you, that's you, God, I'm yeah. trying to think about that area. Uh, Ocala? No. That's yeah, da- Don... It's further, it's further west. Yeah, Don Garlitz Drag Race Museum, right? I've been there right, a few right, times. Right. Big Daddy. Big Daddy, Don. In fact, I got one of his spark plugs. They used to sell... They had, like, barrels of his spark plugs for sale. They also had a video of his transmission. I think Swamp Rat number 21 blew up between his legs. That's when he moved the motor from in front of him and to back of him. <laughs> Because it took part of his sternum. <laughs> you know, that's, that shit happens. Yeah, not much happened in my where I grew up. I mean, sometimes something interesting would happen. Like, in the late 50s, Elvis filmed part of Follow That Dream. Yeah. In uh, Inverness, where I, in the town I grew up. 
So that was kind of our claim to fame for about three decades. It was one of those towers <laughs> and then, of soberness, right? Fourth Ted tower. Ted Williams, the baseball player, he retired there. That's right. His neighbor was Ted Williams. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Where's Ted Williams and then now? He lived in a, in a small town where, where it's called, oh, man. It's called now, uh, what I learned uh, being over in, with them is, uh, yeah, there's a lot of drama about his head getting cut off. You're right, Brother Matt. <laughs> Isn't that right, Chuck? Something about the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not really funny at all. It's just... It's know, terrible. Crazy shit yeah. Happens in life. It's like Ted. Well, his kid was behind it or... Yeah, it's the kid. His fucking... Well, yeah. It was the, the son... What I... You know, what I read, of course, the son never, you know, said, yeah, I froze my dad's head. But, like, you know, he... Apparently, they... They got him to sign a, a waiver saying that he wanted to be cryogenically frozen. But instead of his whole body, they froze just his head. A discount. I guess it was cheaper or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... But it that was, went his, bad, his right? Because he had three kids. He had an old, eldest daughter, and then two, uh, another daughter, and then John Henry Williams. Okay. Which is his son, who, who later, you know, strangely enough, died of leukemia about three three years after his dad's death. Well... Yeah. Could he hit? Anyway, he used to hang out around with him and talk with him all the time. Oh, man, how wild. Yeah. How bitching. So not yeah, a lot of cats. Maybe you didn't have a lot people. of you didn't have a lot of music you could see, Chach, but you did get to grow up the with Ted Williams. Splinter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, it, was, it was weird because through him, you know, the, dance, the craziest people would come and visit this guy. You know, he had his own museum oh, over right. just two miles away from my house, <clears> so he would all, he would have a baseball like a uh, convention, like the Ted Williams convention every year. So Mickey Mantle would show up. Wow. Muhammad Ali, George yeah. Bush Sr., John Glenn. I mean, Man. it was crazy. <laughs> okay, back to the music thing. What was your, what was the first band you were in? First band I was in was a band called Libyan Hit Squad. LBA. LHS. Libyan Hit Squad. LHS. <laughs> 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 I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, and now how'd that band come together? Well, we were the only ones in town. I was, it took a long time to find those guys. It, one was my best friend at the time. and No, they were both my best friends, and we didn't even have a drummer. We just had a guy that we just kind of had to play the bucket. You know, the bucket? For, yeah, for a good two or three months. And we would just play I Want to Be Your Dog by the Stooges, maybe a Ramon song, and Agent Orange's Bloodstains. Yeah. All bucket accessible. All bucket accessible. And what, one guy was on bass and another guy was on another... Uh, you were on guitar? I, I wasn't on guitar, but then I went to bass because nobody else could play the bass. Ah, good reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Libyan Hit Squad. In fact, I played some of the, uh, that on the show the other week. Uh, right on. Let's get, let's get on over to Gil. Gil, Gil, what's your earliest uh, music memory? Uh... Yeah, that's kind of hard to say. I think growing up, um, my dad wasn't really that big a fan of anything that was going on during the seventies. He he was more rooted into like like Motown and soul and stuff like that. Uh, he was um, playing alto sax and baritone sax. Oh, he's a blues he's, and clarinet, actually. He's a woodwind man. Yeah, yeah, which is. Uh, Actually, quite surprising because during the daytime he, he was a military man, so like he'd come home and you know pop off the uniform and then start playing sax to I guess unwind. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, but but he would he would always rail about 
you know, you know, the past decade that I wasn't very much aware about. I was born in the seventies. I don't remember it that long. But uh, the, the only thing I liked out of that was uh, Billy Joel's a stranger. But as soon as Billy Joel broke up that band, he, he had nothing to do with them. Oh, okay. I hate that shit. And, and, so. and, and where, where, where were you at this time? Were you in uh, Were you in Pennsylvania? Uh, no, I was up in uh, West Point. Ah, uh, and yeah, sure. uh, New York. Over in Boston. And in Boston, okay. Yeah, because uh, at that point I was playing the arm craft thing, so I was moving around a little. Sure, a while. sure, sure. And, and then I didn't really uh, start getting music myself until I got out. Until I ended up in uh, Columbus, Ohio, at the end of high school, and. Uh, you mean you mean during grade? You mean during grade school, junior high, you didn't buy a record? Um, no, that's not true. Obviously, no. I think uh, like Boston or whatnot. I think uh, I, I got I got drawn to the uh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden sets. Eddie. Man, because it's the artwork. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what but, was uh, when did when did you get into the guitar? Again, I think uh, you know, I, I really like the. Um, <laughs> I like said for about a year to satisfy his requirement, but after a year, I, I realized like you know my teacher was always showing up late and kind of like going over the same stuff. I said, like, uh, "This fucking guy, I don't need this guy." <laughs> so after I satisfied my parents' requirement, fired them. And then just kind of uh, started playing with other people. Oh, you mean the requirement, started, like, you know, the feel like the requirement, like if we get you a guitar, you gotta take lessons. Well, yeah. Well, it was kind of strange looking back on it because I bought the guitar. I should have been able to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, right. And then, <laughs> I was like, you're bringing this thing in here. You're gonna learn how to play the goddamn thing. So okay. <laughs> I went through that. I took the lessons. Looking back on it, it was good. You know, it didn't introduce me to theory or whatnot. But uh, I, I've always been uh, like more about hands-on kind of guy. Yeah, you know, I can read it a million times and, until I actually do it, and then I start to understand it better. What was what was your first album? Uh, not album. First band. I'm sorry. First band. First band? Oh, shit. I think that would have been back like, in high school. Uh, we call ourselves uh, Omelette. Omelette. <laughs> like, no, like Maudlin. Like you're, oh, Maudlin. <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> I thought you said Omelette. <laughs> yeah. We did breakfast Who's show. Who's that guy on SNL? <laughs> Sammy Maudlin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was always yeah, like, Sam, right. <laughs> right? One of them <laughs> cats. Where it came from. Man, that show used to trip me out. It was like it was really happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the one before it was very funny, but, man, that one was spacey. Okay, so Maudlin. Do you remember your first gig? Yeah. Was it kind of like Chacha's uh, situation where you didn't have a lot of people to play with? It was probably even less than that because we were up right. We were an hour and a half. Uh, what was it? East of Cleveland and west of Erie, up in the Snowbell in wow. Ashtabula, Ohio. There's fucking nobody up there. There's yeah. absolutely nobody. I mean, if you wanted to run away, like go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Where are you gonna go? I, it's like, kind of deer. Waste the snow. You know what, Gil? It's kind of deer hunter territory. Oh yeah! Right, that movie yeah, you know, wasn't it filmed around there? Wow! I think so. I think there, there's there's definitely some characters up there. There's people that deserve to be filmed. Okay, look, I want <laughs> I want I want to play uh, Tailspin. Hey, dude, off your new album. What, 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 what can you guys tell me about that too? What Tailspin? Tailspin. It's supposed to be like sort of like a like a 
50s TV host kind of commenting on the alternative facts and the current political situation we're in. Kind of like making light of the whole thing. Okay. And the whole thing plays out like a drama, so I just will give it a spin on it. <clears throat> it's supposed That's... to be culture going through a tailspin, crashing down. And then all you can say is, hey, dude. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen, listen.
finding my own Toasting my health with my bottle and my table and my heart to myself Drifting in and out of focus, staring into space When I caught you noticing me, noticing your face Hey, what if I thought I knew you? Really, what's it to you? Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? What's a poor boy with exquisite taste to do? Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? You favor the ocean, baby I tend to take after the moon We could pretend that we could resist It's not my fault we fit like this I say something funny Feel free to confront me, honey Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? What's an overachieving underdog to do? Yeah, so what if I was looking at you? Crooked little sway You drive past an accident and try and look away You were smiling like a checkerboard and shining like a shoe Can't believe I'm wasting these lines on you Alright, you call me red, blooded You wanna make something of it Yeah, so what if I was falling in love? Yeah, so what if I was falling in love? Ich liege. 
From the noise of the wheels to the hum of what it feels, feels like music is going down, bashing it furiously around, trying a concept of music to be new, brave and bold and one of the few, who takes notes and gives them grace, starts something new in the first place, adventure going into the avant-garde, loving it and working it out hard, to try and blaze something fierce, rise above what would coerce, there is a song like the highway, hard and fast and really okay, maybe stripped on everything fast, something pure and essential to last. What is noise to you is music to me, something different and new and free. The substance is very profound, new and cool on solid ground. Music is really a beautiful thing. Everything new is what you bring. So go out and make some noise. Bring on your electronic toys. Why for Pedro show? You heard Tailspin, hey dude, from Round Eye. Red from Petra, doing King Crimson a cappella. Uh, Anarchist Wood, and then, and some son. Uh, Marco Sorato out of Spain with Thimble Cap. Uh, Mr. Smothers and Sophie Kate out of uh, Montreal. Chris Burns, Ancient Bird. Sound Off remix from Many Birthdays out of Austin. Ig! Did a solo song called Asshole Blues oh, cool. last week. Cool. And you know, his 70th birthday's coming. <laughs> I just heard wow. that, yeah. Is, 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 they they is, came out on Magnag, right? Yeah, right. Flexi. Remember Flexi Discs? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sure. the, the tour, up, uh, tour boss, Henry, had me do a little spiel for Eggs. So oh, hey, happy 70. Another trip around the sun. We can hear you screwing that shit on real good. And then, uh, road, road That Leads to You, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers. Corey Brandon with Yeah, So What? Kim Bowman Kessner with Abgrunda. Abgrunda. And finally, Joe Brewer. Concrete Noise. Back to the round-eyed guy. So when did you guys meet each other? Gil was one of the first people I met out here. I'm, uh, there used to be a bar out here called, well, it still is, but the original location out there? of uh, the only hard music bar in Shanghai for a long time. It's called Inferno. And we knew the owners. We, I was there when it opened up. It was just kind of the only place in town to go if you wanted to hear anything not K-pop, not Korean pop music. Really. Sure. You know. And there was Gil. He was at the bar. Hold it up. <laughs> and we just got this... Yeah, we hit it right off, man. We just got started talking about, you know, punk bands and the FU's gangrene, like that area of hardcore. Boston. Boston, right. This is uh, and, uh, Boston, not L.A., I think the record was called. Jerry's yeah, I, mean, I, still, uh, yeah. I still remember pretty clearly when I when I first met Chachi, you know. He's like, oh, he seems all right. He seems a nice guy. And then uh, Chachi whips out a business card. And he, hands, he hands me this business card. And it said, uh, Chachi England, rock and roll scientist. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, so let's put that in the pocket. Woke that- up the next morning, it's going through my... Going through my clothes, what the hell? Rock and roll scientist. <laughs> you know that's yeah, funny about that. History. Funny about that. A tangent. Richard Meltzer once sent me a Ace of Spades in the mail. He says, "What? One day you're going to want to play this." And said, so "I sent him. We had just come out with Beanspiel EP, and mm. they sent it to Richard, and he put a review of it in Cree Magazine, mm. like I played the Ace. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, he said, you know what he called us? Scientist Rock. So I put it in history lesson part two, our band is Scientist Rock. God, all, everything's connected. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 18th, 2017 edition of Show. Hold tight for our tour. Special guests from China, Chach and Gil. Crinkle, crinkle, little star.
April 18, 2017. <laughs> it's the second hour of the Lot for Pedro show.
在向北而行走，走过那千山万里愁，风起云过，雨打湿过，走过那山高石厚，天空与梦想在前头。
去测验你，一直都留给了大衣，已拉无了裤子拉力，送你上头测验测东西，一米空心粉而表情，想看侬会有啥反应？比方讲侬会假装有伤，比方讲侬会。
Watford Pedro Show started off the second hour off with Crinkle from Round Eye off their new album, Monster Vision. Why Monster Vision? That's the, t- that's the title of Joe Bob Briggs' late night horror movie TV show in the 90s. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the 90s huge, went I mean, by. And like I, I said, I grew up in a small town, you know, so like Friday and Saturday nights, not exactly, a, you didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> so sure. this guy would always kind of supply the entertainment while my friends and I just around in my house and what was it like playing old B movies and having funny commentary yep and we got a guy like that here you, what's cool about it is he'd also tell you little known facts about the movie because this is before the internet you know so it's oh, just, so like Robert Osborne like, who just passed yeah, how he made you know the history of the director sure some weird information you know who was sleeping with who yeah, we had a guy who would dress up with a cape and a hat, and his name was Seymour, and it was called Fright Night. Me and D. Boone, we love this show, but he didn't give us any information. He just made fun of this shit, called everybody assholes for watching it and shit. He had a heart attack. Okay, then we had, then I played a bunch of music that you gave me just before I got on the plane. Uh, May from PK-14, Wind from Bowie, Something Bite Me, Pumpkins, How to Be an Actor, Question mark. Street kills strange animals. <clears throat> so small. The top floor circus. And finally, no, no. Goshen with poor in the field, which had you, Gil. And then finally, uh, Karami by Round Eye. What's Karami? Kurami. It's a it's a cover of uh, an Italian mid eighties, I guess avant garde punk band called uh, CCCP. Oh yeah, I remember those cats. Kind of hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, if you're going to cover somebody, do do it as fucking esoteric as possible. A little Italian hardcore band from the 80s. Okay. That's Um, that's the Livio connection. And and, and Goshen. Goshen was... Gil, were you in Goshen before you met Chach? Gil? Shouldn't have asked that. Yeah. (laughs) Too hard of a question. (laughs) Lost him. <laughs> All right, so that ghost shit started right when I met him. Okay, right when you met him. Before that, called Bigong Beijing. Okay, because Bill uh, Gil's been there twelve years. Now, Brother Matt asked a question. Uh, when I asked, "How did you meet Gil?" Brother Matt said, "How did you get to China, Chach?" Me? Okay, because uh, my boy, my trip to China is very different from Gil's trip to China. Yeah, of course. Uh, I came there. My first band, Libyan Hit Squad, our drummer, our first drummer, he had come to, he was my friend for a long time since the old sisters, like, uh, Hicktown, Florida days. And uh, he went to China. He went to China in 2004 and three, and told me all about it. He came back and reported. He said, oh, you got to go. You got to go. Beijing's happening. Shanghai's happening. There's incredible stuff going on out there. And, you know, it was one of those things. I was in school. and I was like, ah, yeah, maybe someday. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then a few years after he came back and told me about it, he died. He killed himself. And then I was like, well, you know, it hit me pretty hard. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this now. And I just just made the decision. You know, and plus the economy was in the shitter. Couldn't find a job. So I was like, screw it. If if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen right now. That was 2009, 10. So broke up with the girlfriend, broke up the band, quit the job, and left. And went to China, right straight to Shanghai. Straight to Shanghai. And uh, I told Brother Matt, you, you teach. In fact, you had me uh, talk to three of your classes. They're beautiful kids. You're doing a great yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I say that because Brother Matt's a teacher, too. 
His kids are a little oh, older. <laughs> it's more like uh, what it's cats who've uh, done hard in school and they come back to, uh, you know, they drop out. Yeah, come back and get it together. Okay. And Brother Matt's got an incredible uh, success rate with these cats because he's got he's got a lot of patience. <laughs> he's strong. And oh, you, you have to. God, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, okay, is Gil with us again? Yep, I'm back. Okay, Gil. Now you came to China a lot earlier, twelve years ago. Yeah, actually, the uh, first time I was in China was 2002. Uh, I was I was doing my 15, undergrad in 15. Chinese okay. at Ohio State, and uh, they had an exchange program at Qingdao University. So when I started to make uh, contacts there, I found myself coming back and forth from the U.S. to China about every three months and every six months, and then. Months turn into years, and then before you know it, you know, I was in Beijing, Qingdao, and then relocated slowly down to Shanghai around 2009, and uh, been here permanent since. Okay, but you didn't really start doing bands until you met Chach? Uh, actually, I had, a, had about two, two full-time bands before I met Chach. Okay. Uh, I was on my second, and then... Uh, you know, the problem, problem with Shanghai is it's, it's almost like a college football team. You know, we, we lose a quarter blood every every year. You know, it's a very transient city. Transient. It's people kind of, yeah. So I think the best thing about me and Chach is that he hasn't he hasn't gone anywhere. So, you know, uh, <laughs> okay. at least he got something solid you can bet. Well, let, let's get to it then. then the, okay, you guys meet at the Inferno Bar, do you, and then the next morning you find the rocket scientist... Uh, Card and do you decide right there we're going to make a round eye band? Oh, oh round eye. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Round eye was I was the reason round eye got together in be, to begin with was I had to finish this record of Lydians. We had a half of a record finished with uh, we were recording with Greg Ginn, Black Lab, who I had met on the first on the last two years of Lydian. We played a few shows together in Central Florida, and we hit it off. We're talking about, you know, baseball and smoking weed and just, you know, we just hit it off. And, like, uh, he agreed to, you know, graciously agreed to record with us. And we finished it, and then, but we couldn't, we didn't release it because I left. And I felt that it was a shame, and I wanted to, you know, get it out there. And so I formed Round Eye to finish, to just kind of round out the record, no pun intended. Yeah. Brother Matt, when we were there, you know, and I was thinking about it. Remember the first gig, you can't. Knock off Kung Fu fight. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, the first gig we did, and I was—I wanted to thank the guys in Round Eye for making the tour possible. And then I thought, started thinking, you know what? We all got Round Eyes. It's the lids that are different. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to get up there every night and like uh, Professor Einstein and like Explain get that, that great revelation to people. Like what a dumb fuck! I felt so stupid. <laughs> anyway, so so. So Round Eyes put together in order to fill up the, the rest of the album. Because right. there was only so much Libyan hit squad stuff with Greg. And so you needed to fill it up. And then, right. then, and then you met Gil. Because there's been a few different versions of Round Eye, right? Because I noticed in the pictures, yeah. the only thing that yeah, stays Gil. the same is them stupid fucking glasses you guys wear. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> 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 and 
And I mean, and then yes, the glasses and Jimmy Jack. He's been with us since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And but Gil and Gil and I would just we would always hang out though. You know, we'd always you know put tour together. Put oh tours yeah, together. yeah. You tell us about that. How did how did you how did you uh, meet Jimmy? I met Jimmy. God, how did I meet Jimmy Jack? It was a mutual friend. This is the drummer man around that people. Yeah, it was a mutual friend. It was it was a mutual friend who knew that he was going to be here for a while. And same with their original sax player, Lewis, and uh, original bass player, Bob. It was all mutual friends. Bob actually came with me from Florida. I was in university with him in, in Orlando. Wow. UCF. Now, your, your, yeah, current, your, your current bass man, Livio, he's from uh, Pisa, Italy. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, he's a great drummer, man. Good guy, too. Yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah, I, li- I like you <laughs> and, a lot. And you know, so, it's, kind of, it's so, great because... Uh, He's going to be here for a while. He's got, he just got married to a Shanghainese girl, so he's angry right, here. So. Right, right. <laughs> no escape. Drop anger. So, uh, so, at first there's no gigs. You just get together stuff to record to fill up this album. Right. Do you remember the first Round Eye gig? The first Round Eye gig was in June of 2012. And it was an open mic night at UU time. YYT? Yeah, this is a live house. Monday night, Tuesday night. It was great because, I mean, we are, at that point, a lot of us hadn't played music for, you know, a couple of years. And so we just kind of got together. It was just for fun in the beginning, you know? I mean, on the first round I record, I'm playing drums on on one of the songs. So it's like, it really was just to fill up that record. So, (laughs) the audience round eyes, or or, uh, are they Chinese people? No, why? They say low Y for foreigners. Uh, you know, when yeah, I played right. this pad, it was the last gig of the tour a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly low Y. Uh-huh. But there's some Chinese people, too. Mm-hmm. But Shanghai has big expat community. Huge. Yeah, huge. Mm-hmm. Probably the, the big, like bigger the, than Beijing, the, right? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's like the business mecca of mainland China. Yeah. And, it's got, and it goes way back to the teens and the 20s. Uh-huh. Even in the, the 19th century, the... I was telling you about those equal treaties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that Shanghai's always had this kind of presence of uh, low IQ. Right. Okay. So was 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 the open night? Was it successful? It's like, yeah, let's do this. Oh, it was huge. I mean, it was like what it was like a Monday night, and like a hundred people showed up. You know, it was it was really fantastic. It kind of gave us the encouragement to go ahead with it, and we were all having fun. So nobody hated each other. It was good. <laughs> and and you, but you're playing songs from the stuff you were using to fill up the album, right? right. So, so in a and way, we, we did, and we did a couple of like sax based numbers. I think we did, you know, probably I think we did Funhouse, and we did a what was the other one? I think we uh, X-ray specs, oh bondage, up oh here. bondage, up, yeah, Laura Logic and uh, polystyrene. Polystyrene passed away from cancer. Uh, <laughs> And also, I mean, we thought we saw it as a cool way to see the country too, you know. Right, doing gigs, touring. Right. What about the about bringing low wise, bringing foreign people in for tours? What was the first time you did that? That was with a band called Moto. That was actually when Gil and I and another a friend of ours, a drummer friend of ours, Chris. uh, That's when we first started really working together. Was uh, when we first brought Moto, the Masters of the Obvious, over to China in 2013. Okay. That was the first yep. time we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you guys were so righteous to us. Tom and Raul, so grateful. 
Uh-huh. Oh, man, it was a pleasure to have you here. And you know, a lot's changed since the first time we started doing this. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of learning. You know, you start... Uh, you learn by doing, right? Right, exactly. Uh, and you know, I mean, it really helps that the artists coming over really just trust you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, sure, sure. China's a hard China's a hard place to travel, and even if you're just by yourself being a tourist, you know. Sure. Although I get those trains, brother Matt, you wouldn't believe these trains—183, 185 miles an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Are they totally packed? No, they weren't totally packed. You know, there's more space. Yeah, yeah they're okay. Yeah, they're pretty pretty comfortable. What's the company? C C H R, C R H, something like that. Yeah, China, China Rail. Yeah, it's kind of lo- looks like the Siemens ones over in Europe, huh. or uh, the T G V, the the T V G. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all the space off Siemens. Yeah, Veloc- what's, what's crazy too uh, is that that rail is growing yeah. like every single day. Every day we hear of a new line that's opened up between yeah, cities. I mean, before. Amazing. In 2013, with Movo, yeah. yeah. there was no rail between Beijing and Shanghai. What about that 14-hour baby you told me about? It, it took That's us less than three hours. Yeah, it was 14 hours, right? Wow. Sleeper cars, yeah. they were telling me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we did it in three hours. Wow. We were jamming. It was, it was very, very happy. So um, it's come that time of the show now. We're going to let Brother Matt take over. It's been a while. I've been jonesing. Some spin cycle. <laughs> cool.
Petra, yeah. Superman, the sounds Brother of China. Matt, thank you so much. What made you do what you just did to us now? You <laughs> lost fucking Gil. The sounds of China. Sounds of China. <laughs> no, Gil's back. I'm back. <laughs> Brother Matt, thank you so much. So you were thinking sounds of China. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's how that Bootsy song got in there, too. I was imagining Bootsy in China. Uh, he's doing the, you know, Justin Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he's bitching, man. He's like a right cooler. He, he was just out. Here. He was playing the jazz festival. Really, man, he's awesome. Yep. So, so Bootsy yeah, is on his new album. <laughs> yeah, plays the tune on on his new album. So, Bootsy's Cincinnati. Yeah, Justin gets around. He got a he got a little Tioga uh, RV gypsy van. That's, oh, right. that's like his he's boat. Going that's what his boat. He gets all over in. Bitching. One time I, I, I went to a Bootsy gig and he came out into the crowd. Remember that funky pad, the strand where PCH oh, yeah, turns yeah, yeah. on? And Bootsy put his, I mean, Raymond were there, and Bootsy put his hand around my shoulder. And it went all the way around. I mean, his hand was like he palmed me like I was a basketball and he palmed me. <laughs> People, it's been the second hour, April 18, 2017 edition. Pedro Show special guest Chachi Gill out of Shanghai with me and brother Matt. Hold tight for hour three. April 18, 2017. It's the
las fiestas del futuro andaremos mudos o descalzos Juntos a un fuego desnudo de discos duros y duras manos ¿Cómo iba yo a quererte? ¿Cómo iba yo a leerte? ¿Cómo podría lamerte sin petróleo, sin petróleo, sin petróleo, sin petróleo? En las fiestas del futuro nos darán nuestros amos arrastrarnos por embudos de sucios escudos y ser amados solo por psiquiatras señorías policías revolucionarios vegetarianos plenipotenciarios funcionarios Yo a protegerte, como iba yo a entretenerte.
I went to the corner And I went to the bar room To take a sip of rum To ease the pain My friends were there No, they didn't forget me All the jeered and jolt
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Sifter from Round Eye. Uh, then we had Macrobat, Suspicious Beard, Las Victimas, uh, they're out of Hamburg, uh, Las Victimas Civiles out of uh, Valencia, Petroleo, uh, Necromance is Dead, Drangi out of uh, Sheffield, another Sheffield band, Payroll Union, will you stay, uh, still remember me? Automatic Sam out of the, uh, Holland with Heart of an Enemy, and finally Mailman out of, uh, I think, Tarts. The sad. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're all teenagers. Uh, Kurt Schellenbach gave me that. Uh, yeah, Sifter from the new album Monster Vision by Round Eye. Chach, Gil, tell me about... Because the, the, the first Round Eye album isn't really all... It's to fill in the LHS album, right? right? So this is the right. first proper Round Eye uh, album. So how'd you go about to, to do this? Well, the first the first proper round I on was the first one we actually worked with Steve McCallum. Was uh was two years ago. Oh, and brother, then, Matt, that's important because brother Steve, that's my connection with oh, these guys. Okay. Right. They twice. Oh, okay, cool. I'll come who's together. chewing fucking gum or something, man? We're hearing that really loud over here. We're pulling candy yep. wrappers out of your yang or something. <laughs> but that's how I got to know these guys. Okay. Brother Steve got to go over twice with these oh, cats. Bitching. Bitching. Yeah. And, you know, incidentally, when Steve was here the first time, that was the very first time I'd ever I'd ever played to like live in China. It was in a city called Xi'an, where the Terracotta Warriors are. Yeah. You know those I guys, brother Matt. Them. There's like eight thousand dudes that are all different that the first emperor put in the ground and hid. Mm-hmm. All right. They didn't find yeah. these dudes from Butler. Right. Right. Yeah, a farmer. A farmer found them accidentally. <laughs> Vision. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to check them out when they came to the. Well, that's only some of them. Yeah. And, and they're still putting, you know, a lot more in Each pieces. Each dude's individual. Each just dude like is different. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. So that's the first time you play. Okay. Okay. Brother Steve. Yeah. Oh, cool. And I then knew. we just kept in touch. When we played the Bay Area, he would come out and sit in with us. And then we asked him, you know, you want to make a record? He graciously said, yeah. And then uh, when we were about to release it, we got him out here again to do the release shows with us. And sadly, that was the last... Uh, Last uh, live performance, well, almost the last live performances that he did. Yeah, I think he did one in the city. Right. He would do that, what was it, Third Thursday band? He told me about Exactly, yeah. yeah Big Al's mm-hmm. Condor Room. Yep. Man, I miss him terrible. Yeah. And so uh, we... God, well, I know, I know, I know. It, you know, Iggs, the last man standing from the original band. Wow. Yeah, isn't that, it's crazy. Very heavy. So, uh, Okay, so, so we got to, uh, we still had sessions with uh, Steve because when Steve was, the last time Steve was in Beijing, we first started recording what was to be this album that we're playing now. Yeah. And we started with recording with Pink House, Cat, and Nest. And that we recorded with Yang Hai Song with PK14 in Beijing. Ah, uh, he's the first underground China band I heard uh, from about 10 uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and we, it just took a long time to piece together, you know, because... We're going through lineup changes. Gilla just joined. Livio was pretty, still pretty fresh, and Mac, Mac had just joined too. So we were all like, kind of regrouping. Max or Saxman, mm. yeah. the guy who lived in Taiwan many years, right? He's only been in China yep. a couple of years. Yeah, uh, he lived in Taiwan for about ten years. Yeah, like ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, cool people. Very cool people. Uh, so. So, so, so there's a couple producers on this album. Yeah, the Yang Hai Song, he did, I would say, about two, 
or three of the songs and we took him back and we just didn't really like what the mix was turning out to be with him so we went to our usual guy Liu Wei Yu you met him over at the, at the I got to chow with him right at the right exactly what was it called the Lotus Eatery yep that's it <laughs> <laughs> you know, catchy name. <laughs> but it was really good chow, man. It was fucking righteous. It was fucking... It's our favorite restaurant out here. Yeah, it was good, good chow and good vibe. Uh, and he was cool people. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I mean, if cool you want to know something about Chinese underground, he's like an encyclopedia. He'll tell you everything. And How he probably old? recorded some of it, too. God, he looks, he looks pretty it. young, though. Isn't that crazy? That yeah. Guy's like, I think he's, he's like 10 years older than me. Okay. And I look older than him. <laughs> you live hard, Chach. <laughs> look, you say Brother Steve's on Peak House? Yep. Okay, let's listen.
myself Don't leave me on this shelf Someone needs my help and I can't get them off this shelf Someone needs a hand
show last music for this edition we had round eye doing pink house did you write that specifically for brother steve uh this yeah we did we had the sax in mind wow we, the phrasing of what he would do oh, great um and what, what was crazy is yeah the last minute and a half of that song we decided to use a sort of like sort of like a lament for steve you know like a song more like you know, a tribute to him. Sure. And we had him kind of playing off, you know, fading away with this, uh, we were in, we were making the music video for Sifter in Pyongyang, North Korea. Yeah. And while we were there, at night, at midnight, every night, they would play this, this eerie synthesizer music to chime the hour. Yeah. And that's what you hear at the end there. And it's, and that was all in North Korea at that point. Whoa. Uh, we had from Italy, Manlio Maresca and Manuel for errors do an isk. Not from Roma, but Terracina. They're close, but they're not the same. I've been reminded many times. Terracina, not Roma. <coughs> and I'm going to get to do tan Italian, I think, this tour coming up. Brother. Oh, bitch. Sardinia. Uh-huh. Three Sicily. Oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, October? September, October. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tega from Ardo out of Bologna, speaking of Italy. Uh, D.E.R. was Shelf out of the desert here. Remember that ki- gig I did oh, with yeah, the yeah, Puppets yeah. and yeah. Second Man? Yeah. His cat just walked up and gave me a CD. Bitchin'. D.E.R. I don't, don't know what it stands yeah. for. Dirt. It had spaces between the letters, yeah. so I thought it's an acronym. No Ice Without with the Brats on Dolphin. Worth the drive. 
Somebody put that CD when I played that benefit for Brother Steve's wife, Patty. Right. Come out oh, to the boat, and the CD boat, was yeah. on the windshield uh -huh. with the windshield wiper. Not even in a sack. <laughs> Not even in a sack. Survived the elements. Yeah, it's been raining. Okay. On Dolphin. So whenever, on Dolphin sounds so weird, but then there's a mile song on Dolphin Street. There's, on Green Dolphin Street. Yeah, there's Dolphin Street up by Averill. Yeah, but on, on, O-N, huh? On uh, Green Dolphin Street. So they're called On Dolphin. Uh, what, like I get boned on Dolphin? Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, layman with some people feel. Uh, look, advice. Gil, first you. People wanting to go to China. Uh, in what respect? Well, first, I'm just want to go. Because if, if you ask me my advice, I would like a lot more U.S. people to at least visit China. They don't have to move there. They don't uh, have to start a band. But at least go there and check it out. <laughs> go and check it out? Well, you know. Yeah, just kind of... Well, you, you gave me an e Gil, you gave me an email that said something. There's like the she-she stage, and then there's the beyond that. Oh, well, you know, it kind of depends where you come into. Mm, it's kind of like the blind man feeling the elephant, because China's pretty big. I guess right. the first thing you got to understand is China's just a bunch of little countries all under one kind of um, common denominator. So. You said it was like a. You said it was a <laughs> pet. No, you told me it was a pedagog. The, the real deal is a pedagogical experience, it's a learning thing, right? Well, if, we, if you want, if you want to approach from that way, yeah, yeah, then you because the language is it takes a while to learn, but at the same time, if you do it from a pedagogical standpoint, you can uh, you can open up a lot of doorways quicker rather than trying to concentrate on just the language barrier. So, sure, you know, sure, it's definitely the best way to go about it. And uh, Josh, what, what would you say? Uh, same, same, same question to you. I would say, you know, pretty similar to what Gil said, like, instead of, a lot of people that come to China want to see, you know, the monuments and stuff like that be in the history. I would say start with the people, because... Be contemporary. The people, yeah, yeah, like, get down and go to, a, you know, just, just meet the people out here, because they're different in every city, and I feel that, you know, once you connect with the people in China on their grounds, on their level, you understand a lot more of where the country's coming from. It took... It took Took quite a while. It took about six months for me to really get that. You know, it's it's a relationship. It's the bond between people out here is very very different than how I've seen things function out in the West. Actually, no, yeah, the world over. You gotta get out and do dinner. Okay. Yeah, do dinner. dinner. Yeah, we had a great one. Remember that? Week. When was yeah, it? Mike, uh, you saw. Xin Xin. Xin Xin, right? Yeah. Was that no. Jiangyang? Xin Yin. Jiangyang. It was right next to the Yangsha River. Right, right. Yep, so yep. yep. That was a great chat. So it was like the outskirts of Wuxi. Yeah, right. Right, right. Look, I, I think that's the great advice probably anywhere you go, though. Get to know the people, not just the yeah, monuments. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, I want to thank you both, Gil and Chach, for being on the show. Brother yeah. Matt, was it a bitch and have them hey, born? Matt, Mike. Yeah, great to have you guys. Yeah. And we we want to have you on again when you have some more adventures, more music out there. Let's have you on again, please. Promise. All right, Mike, we definitely appreciate it. Okay. Hey, Mike, can, uh, can I do a shout out real quick? Give it out. Hey, shout out, uh, love to Celeste and Patty. 
and uh, love this uh, Sean Starkey and Chad. Okay, that's beautiful. It's been April 18th, 2017 edition of Watch for Pedro Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. <laughs>